We out here in New York, baby. Not in the city, though. Don't get it confused. Welcome to Black History. Didn't learn in school because it wasn't white enough. I haven't come up with an acronym for it, but if you have a suggestion, please leave it in the comments or something. Thank you. Anyway, I'm Hello Cootie, and I'll be your host for the evening. I also go by Negro Tams or Single Dollar Princess, whichever fits my mood for the time, so you might hear me interchange depending on what day it is. That's just how it is. I call this a pilot, but I'm not sure there'll be more episodes because I don't really like to talk and I feel sometimes that I sound bad. So hopefully this goes well because I'm just talking at this point. First, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this one-time episode that the world may never hear because this this might go unlisted for, for real. I don't know about this. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to say thank you to those unsung heroes of Black history who haven't gotten their props. And probably won't because their story has been suppressed by generalization, racism, sexism, and the list goes on and on. You already know how white America do. You can only hope to know 10% of black history the way you won't learn a bare minimum in school. I bet you $10 you won't learn anything about what I'm about to teach you in school because why would you? Why, why would you? Yeah, it's great to learn about MLK and Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, and Harriet Tubman. You know, the only somewhat okay black figures that we get to learn about but you know what about the other people whose story don't get told they're not so popular why don't we hear about them you know why don't don't ask me you know why anyway today we'll be focusing on the anti-lynching movement or campaign depending on how technical you want to be i don't know how you would do i don't care <laughs> anyway ida b wells was born in mississippi now an irrelevant fact about me because I, I don't know what's wrong with me. To be honest, my geography isn't the best, so please do not laugh at me when I say I thought Mississippi was a middle north state. Now, I will never be teaching any type of geography class because I was really trying to make sense of how Mississippi is in the north, but it's next to Alabama. Don't, don't come from my neck. I already know how stupid I sound. Don't come for me. Anyway, luckily today, I won't be talking about the geography of the United States and Puerto Rico, but I will be sharing some knowledge about Ida and the anti-lynching movement. God help us today that I don't mess up any information, possibly having you tell somebody wrong information and misleading people on black history. One thing black America can't have is someone misleading black history because it's already untold. So not to have it screwed up, don't talk again if you're doing that. Don't talk, don't do nothing, just shut up. Cause that's unacceptable. Anyway, I'm excited because we're talking about one of my people. If you know me, you know that I was a member of my high school's NAACP chapter, which was founded by our hero of the day, Miss Ida B. Wells. Now, a little fun fact about me. Technically, I was my NAACP chapter's first president, and so I was a founder member. So, you know, I feel like I can be on the same level as Ida Loki, just a little bit, just, just a little bit. But anyway. I just assisted in the creation of one of the most influential black activist groups of all time. So it's no surprise that she was doing amazing things out here before that. Cause once a hero, always a hero, right? That's what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into some history about my girl. Miss Ida B. Wells Barnett was born in Mississippi. Wells was an accomplished icon who put the work in and lived to see the results. We stand a queen. If you know me, I love my black queens because one thing about them, they're going to make sure everyone is good and everyone eats. 
black women take care of everyone and their mom. And that's a proven fact. Anyway, Miss Wells made sure everyone was going to know her name. And as she should, give her her credit. Justice for Ida. Ida B. Wells is one of the civil rights movement unsung heroes. And who deserves far more acclaim and respect than she ever received in her lifetime. And to this day, the things she has done for black history isn't even talked about enough. I mean, think about it, y'all. We have the NAACP still going on when it was founded in the 1900s. To have something like that go on for over hundreds of years and that despite everything that has happened for black people and every issue, error, mistake, situation that we have dealt with, for it to still be around, that's a huge accomplishment. And for that, we have to thank people like Ida B. Wells and W.E.B. Du Bois because they stepped up and took charge and decided, you know what, black people need something. And it's not going to slide that. These people keep hurting us and doing this foolishness to us and nobody's listening to us. And for that, I'm forever grateful for the NAACP because they have done lots of things for black people, especially in these last couple of decades. Because you know, the world going mad and we can't have that. So NAACP for life. Anyway, <laughs> y'all better make sure that y'all thank your local NAACP chapter because we're still reaping the benefits of their struggle and perseverance. Anyway, moving back to the topic. Ida B. Wells, like many other trailblazing icons of anti-authority movements, was ahead of her time and should be talked about until the end of the world. Now let's get some history on her. In the midst of the Civil War, Wells was born into slavery in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Now, I don't know where that is. And as I told y'all before, I don't even know where the state of Mississippi was. I'm here thinking Mississippi is where Tennessee is, so I don't know where that is. I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. If, if anybody will point me to a map and tell me, oh, this is where it is, I'll be like, I still don't know where that is, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> Wells was forced to become a teacher at the age of 16 when her parents died in a yellow fever epidemic, forcing her to take care of her five siblings. See, for me, that's five too many, because why are we having five kids in a struggle like that? But you know what? I'm not here to control people and their birth population. Anyway, they only really needed Ida because she was the only one who actually did stuff. But no offense to the other Wells children. I don't know, y'all. Y'all probably was here doing some college activism a little bit. But your big sister or, you know, whatever order Ida was, she was doing things out here. And we don't hear about the other Wells children. So I guess they irrelevant. And that's okay. It happens. That's what happens when you're like, I'm just sibling. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just siblings out there. I don't know if y'all understand that, but yes, that's so sad. Anyway, <laughs> when she got older, she was doing big things for herself. My girl was out here with her own business. An original entrepreneur was Wells, as she co-owned and wrote for a newspaper entitled Memphis Free Speech and Headlight. By the 1890s, she was a well-known and well-respected woman. Unfortunately, this had to go sunshine life for her as would take a turn in 1892 after a series of brutal lynchings. One of them being Thomas Moss, an owner of a successful grocery shop, a prominent businessman, and a close friend of Wells. Now, I don't know about you, but if my friend gets murdered, everybody better hear my mouth. Because why? Uh-uh. No. There would not be one single person on this earth who have peace. Nobody would know peace. I want 
all problems. I don't want no type of peace. I want problems because no, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not going to happen. But clearly me and Ida was, was channeling each other because she made sure everybody heard her mouth and what she had to say about her friend getting murdered because that's what it was, was murder. She started documenting the lynches in the South and speaking out in hopes of ending the practice. She began advocating for the black citizens of Memphis to move to the West, and she urged boycotts of segregated streetcars. She would then become a target because she challenged white social power structure. And we all know that when you challenge white people, they gonna become angry. You gonna become the next target. We see that with like everybody who ever challenges white authority. Here, then they're target. So much for being a superior race, am I right? You know, you, you're a superior race, but you, when you get exposed, y'all wanna be killing people and silencing them, right? Mm. Anyway, mm. Ida argued that the lynchings were an attempt to deprive black economic opportunity and citizenship rights through her tireless campaigns to alter public opinions. Wells laid the foundation for future female anti-lynching activism. Now, I'm about to trip y'all out a little bit because history has failed me when it comes to timelines and people living during the same timelines because, y'all, when I read this, I was so confused on how this even was possible. Anyway, in December of 1894, Ida gave an address in Brooklyn, New York. But here's the thing. Frederick Douglass wrote a letter expressing how he wished he was in attendance. Now, I don't know, but I never thought that he would be even alive at this point. I mean, it makes sense, but the way history is taught in American schools, you think he was there from the beginning of slavery, not towards the end of it. Well, I mean, he could have been, you know, for the beginning and end, you know, depending on his age, I guess. But, like, it's crazy that we don't learn about these people being alive at the same timelines. Like, why don't we learn this? Why y'all trying to silence and suppress this information from us? Anyway, because I know that a lot of people are not going to go out and be like, oh, yeah, you know, let me see here. Ida B. Wells and Frederick Douglass were more at the same time. Let's go. Nobody's gonna do that. Y'all supposed to teach us that. What y'all teaching us then? What y'all teaching us? Explain. Explain yourself. Anyway, lynching was used to control and repress African Americans with mobs murdering African Americans and establishing an atmosphere of violence, intimidation, and dread. Anti-lynching campaign. Like the pursuit of education has its roots in freedom efforts that began before the Civil War. Throughout the South, many organizations tried to end lynching. The peak of these efforts occurred between the 1890s and the 1930s. Ida B. Wells changed the way people thought about lynching. It was her organization, the National Association for the Advancement of Color People, aka the NAACP, the OG, the MVP, they launched the most continuous anti-lynching campaign. The NAACP benevolently worked for federal anti-lynching legislation between 1920 and 1950. They claimed that the southern cities consisted to neglect to prosecute lynch mob members and police officials who allowed lynchings to take place. 
So what y'all doing? Y'all just allowing this to happen? Yes, they were because these were the same people that was in public office and supposedly protecting people. But you know who they was really protecting? They don't care about us. They don't. They do not. The organization realized that enacting federal anti-lynching legislation would increase the likelihood of lynching being prosecuted. So they went and they tried to get the House of Representatives to enact the anti-lynching legislation on three separate occasions, 1922, 1937, and 1940. However, certain lawmakers, what they think as, defeated anti-lynching anti legislation in the Senate each time. Despite the fact that federal anti-lynching legislation was never passed, the NAACP's unrest increased pressure on southern states to implement anti-lynching legislation and on locals to punish whites who aided and encouraged lynch mob violence. Now, I don't know about you, but you just been served with history on a black platter. Take heed, take pride, and share it. Black history is America's history, especially considering they stole ours and made us lose it. Ida B. Wells, thank you for your sacrifices, your determination, and your leadership within the anti-lynching movement and the NAACP. You have done more for Black Americans than we give you credit for. Rest your soul. I'm Ella Kudi, and I'm a victim of American history failing to teach us anything. So the unsung heroes you didn't know about, in the words of Biggie Small, if you don't know, now you know. I'll catch y'all later.